We have the new 16-inch MacBook Pro in-house, so we'll talk about our impressions of the new laptop. Plus, we'll respond to your hot takes and a lot more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Life Johnson. Hiya, Roman. And Jason Cross. Hello. So before we start talking about the new laptop, let's talk about the... uh, Latest news in the world of Apple. So Apple released uh, iOS and iPadOS 13.2.3. It has a bunch of fixes in it. Um, one of the fixes it has is uh, fixes an issue where system search and search within mail, files, and notes might not work. Yep. Uh, it has a couple other fixes. Addresses an issue where photos, links, and other attachments might not display in the messages. Details view fixes an issue that could prevent apps from downloading content in the background, resolves issues that may prevent mail from fetching new messages and fail to include and quote original message content in exchange accounts. iOS 13, iPad OS 13 wasn't re- released was what Le- back in September, right? Yes, we've already at we're already at 2.3 update and it's late November. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily know that that's a bigger, like there haven't been other point releases that you know a dot yeah. two by now, but there's been a lot of little releases. Like, it's it's been shaky by anybody's right. yeah measurement. Like they they keep pushing out these little things that, like I don't have personally have noticed like all the problems that this fixes. Yeah, but they're they're clearly there. They're clearly there. And every yeah. time they push out an update, somebody people comment on our uh, Twitter uh, and stuff that like, Oh, is this fixed mail? Finally, <laughs> people are still having like huge problems with mail mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, it's, it's been a rough. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people have a problem with the uh, reminders. I, I heard that from several people. I've never actually had a problem with that. It works fine for me, but I know about three people on iPhone 11s that say their reminders are slow and it doesn't do what they want it to do. And uh, so there's that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, Especially people who haven't upgraded to Catalina and they're they've got like old reminders somewhere, mm-hmm. and the new reminders, which are not strictly compatible with each other, uh, having a lot of problems and not really knowing why. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit, and I think you know, I think it's related to the beta problem. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that I was running the beta for so long, I'm still on the beta, uh, the public beta. Uh, but uh, the problem is, is I have iCloud syncing problems, especially with apps that I use a lot, like IA Rider and Ulysses. And it's funny, I've kind of switched over the bear because I keep having those problems. And I have a feat because mm. it doesn't happen on my, my Mac which makes me, or the iPad, which makes me think that it is something to deal with, uh, you know, some kind of beta thing on the iPhone. And I guess the easiest thing to do would just reinstall iOS on my phone. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it would have to be a clean install. Yeah. So, so I just kind of deal with it and I've switched to bear because it doesn't have that problem <laughs> yeah it's certainly been another frustration people have been having for uh, you know for a while now since with ios 13 since since they started doing ios 13 betas over the summers is, is people have had problems with icloud syncing where it's just mysteriously not working right on works on this device doesn't work on that device it works with this app not with that app people can't figure it out so yeah I, it's it's disappointing after 
iOS 12 was such a comparatively solid release. There's always some bugs when you ship something out, mm-hmm. a software to hundreds of millions of people, but it was so com- solid by comparison. And mm-hmm. then iOS 13 feels like a real step back in terms of sort of reliability. I mean, I've said this before, but I, I, you know, I do believe it's important. I mean, this, this is bad. Don't get me wrong, but I do believe it is important to remember that that was the point of iOS 12 was to kind of like be a, a cleanup and let's step back release and make things stable. They, they actually said that. So yeah, I mean, you know, they're actually trying new things with this. So there is that. But you would think that since the previous one was quote so stable unquote, mm-hmm. right? You know. It feels like this one, this version has sort of dropped off a cliff in terms of stability. Yeah, you know, the, the yeah, Apple's priority can't be one or the other. They right. can't have a right. they can't have a yearly release where they're like, is this a features release or is this a stability release? Like, no, they all have to be stable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's the bedrock you have to yeah. build on. Yeah. So yeah. something with their processes need to to change because it's they have more devices than ever. They have more right. users than ever. Uh, it's a lot to do. Like I, nobody else is kind of supporting the same devices at this scale, and um, and it's you know I, I don't envy whoever <laughs> whoever's in charge of making sure that this stuff gets tested mm-hmm, properly and, right. and that they have the time and resources to find and fix these things. But they've got to figure out something a, a better process. Yeah. Uh, speaking of processes, Apple's gone through the process of uh, dropping vaping apps from the App Store. A report from Axios says that Apple has gone through and removed apps that are related to the act of vaping. For folks who are out there uh, don't know what vaping is, it's sort of, an, <laughs> I guess, the alternative of smoking. So. Yeah, it, the, those vaporizers where you use a liquid that has yeah. a, a, either um, there's the vaping where you it's pot oil or something like that, and then mm-hmm. there's vaping where it's it's got nicotine or something. It's supposed right. to be a smoke cessation thing, but a lot of these vaping things, the cartridges, the pods, and stuff have a lot more nicotine mm-hmm. than yeah. smoking. So you're not burning leaves and breathing it in but you're still getting a ton of nicotine it's just like distilled down to the essence that's what the, the, you know yeah. When, yeah i was skeptical about that when they said it was safer to begin with i was like yeah this is just like straight into my veins baby i mean it's yeah well the nicotine is but you don't get a lot the tar and all that other stuff that's true no. it's, yeah but so it's supposed to be safer the problem is this there's, there's been people getting lung diseases and, and deaths related yeah. to vaping and they don't know why yeah. they can't figure it out. They can't figure out if it's people using knockoff cartridges that have impurities in them and, and it, things or they just really don't understand it. So the CDC has been like looking into this and trying to study it. And in the meantime, Apple said no vaping apps um, to be clear. They've never allowed apps that let you buy vaping products. Right. They, right. they're, they're just like, you know, you have a vape pen and it's got like LEDs on it or it has adjustable temperature and stuff and, and it's Bluetooth and you use an app to like adjust the temperature and stuff. So those apps are gone from the store. If you have the app already, it'll keep working. If you get a new phone, you can go into your the list of apps that you own and re-download it. But you, it's not, you're never going to find it on the store. So uh, I it, this is kind of a... a a big deal for you know a lot of these companies that 
not don't necessarily deal in uh, the vaping products that the kids are all hooked on, right. <laughs> all the fruit flavored, you know, yeah. nicotine ones. But there's you know people using legal marijuana um, vaping products and stuff like that who are like, yeah, we have an app to control our the temperature of our thing and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're killing our business by making that not possible. So I really wonder if Apple is ever going to, like, once the CDC figures out what's going on mm-hmm. and decides whether to allow vaping products or not, you know, uh, I wonder if this if there's a road to Apple reversing this or if it's just that door's closed forever. Because yeah. that, that that seems that seems like a, I I, I don't know I I'm, I'm really skeptical. You know I, I know that people having you know people are dying of lung problems and stuff but you know and it might be related to some kind of fungus or you know there's all kind of you know people guessing because they're trying to find yeah. sinks into it but uh, I I don't know you know it's like when San Francisco banned it I know it was for the kids and stuff but it seems so mm-hmm. weird for a city that fought so hard to legalize marijuana would just like outright ban this stuff you know and uh, I don't know yeah. this seems kind of counterintuitive to me but that's not Mac stuff it, it is <laughs> now it is but yeah yeah it's weird it's it it straddles this line between being a, a public health kind of emergency issue and something where it's like well. People need to be free to make their own choices yeah. about their health. Like, are you going to also ban, like, alcohol is not good for you. Are you going to ban every app related to alcohol? Right. Seriously. Like, yeah. so so it, it, there is a line. I think Apple's probably doing the right thing, but I think they need to leave that door open for, hey, when the CDC figures out what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we allow these back. Maybe we only allow apps that are to control devices you own and not other apps because there's apps they also banned apps like there's social media groups for vaping fans and stuff like that like they at they banned all that stuff so maybe they don't allow that but they allow the thing the the apps that control your devices Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. i i just hope that this isn't just uh, assuming the cdc doesn't just like never figure this out people keep dying from vaping all over the place (laughs) i hope that that apple is that this is sort of like a temporary ban yeah, I was a little uncomfortable with the idea that Apple pulled these apps because if people want to do it, you know, they should have, the, you know, that's their right to do it. And on Apple's system, there's no other choice. I mean, unless you just go yeah. on the internet and stuff, but you can't you right. control your device that way. I'm, I mean, right. like thinking about those social media groups and everything. It's like, yeah, it's a closed system, and we know that there are advantages of that. But that also means now you have no other choice unless you want to jailbreak your yeah. phone or something like that. Yeah. But, yep. you, but yeah, Jason, you bring up a good point. When the CDC does make a decision on this mm-hmm. and we find out ways to yeah make maybe it the safe FDA so to says, speak you know yeah. oh things have to be certified or whatever they right. do they they come up with a thing certain regulations and stuff yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting to see what how apple reacts are those apps going to come back or not so that that's mm-hmm. that's that'll tell you what right there it's an interesting situation in terms of apple controlling the content and whether people should have the freedom to access that. In regards to accessing the new Mac Pro, (laughs) Apple announced last week that it's coming in December. Uh, Apple didn't specify a date, but uh, it's coming soon. Yeah, and the the display. 
and this yeah. and the display, the ridiculously right? Ridiculously expensive display. The Pro Display yeah. XDR. So if you guys got <laughs> cash to burn, uh, they may Apple did make two changes to the Mac Pro. The maximum storage available will now be eight terabytes SSD. And then there was kind of a marketing change. Um, Apple had demoed that the Mac Pro is capable of three streams of 8K ProRes raw video. Now they're changing that to six streams. I was in New York last week, and they showed a demo of it. And I have to say, what I saw wasn't exactly the smoothest play, mm-hmm. playing video of six streams. But then again, I don't know, you know what the situation was right. in terms of that setup. So it, it ran. It didn't run as smooth as... I thought it should, but also, you know, it was a demo that, you know, I didn't get to play with. So, yeah, I guess they sort of optimized um, that afterburner card because that's what all that's, you know, I, I that six streams is probably contingent on having that afterburner card in right. there that does the that sort of offloads encode and decode of ProRes stuff and everything. Yeah. Um, which is a neat idea. Like, you know, this this thing seems really made for. Video professionals, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna love it if you can afford one. Yeah, um, it it's it's not for the rest of us. It's just so we've talked about this before, but it's just so confusing that Apple has Pro products that are clearly meant for consumers. They're just Pro means the best one, mm-hmm. like yeah. AirPods, like AirPods Pro they just released, and yeah. then they have this, which is so not meant for consumers. Right. Yeah. 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 Somebody asked me, what, "What do you mean it's December? It's a little late for the holiday season." I was like. You don't buy. This isn't a holiday buy. Yeah, this is, no. It, it, yeah. It's important to get before the end of the year because um, this is being bought by companies who have yearly right. budgets. Mm-hmm. And it's do, do you get on this year's budget or next year's budget yeah. is, is the th- critical yeah. thing. So they want to let people get their orders in in this year's budget. Yeah, yeah. So look for that in December. And if you got the cash to burn uh, – and if you can afford it, you, you totally got cash it. to yeah, burn. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of cash yeah. to burn. Yeah, yeah. They haven't. I, did, they, they didn't state like a a base model price, did they? I, I think they I did. I think that's they? all they did. Yeah, I think was, that's all they did, and it was very bare bones. The the starter. Yeah, yeah. it was like laughably they, bare bones. <laughs> right, and you would have no. Yeah, it's like with two hundred fifty six. Yes. Gig SSD or some <laughs> right. crazy thing. Something that would never. Yeah. That you would never choose, and yeah. and but they haven't, they didn't detail what all the configuration upgrades would would cost. Right, right. People were trying to guess it and figure it out, and they were coming out with. It sounds outlandish, but probably not like twenty five k. Yeah, <laughs> you're the, easily going to spend ten grand on the the box, yeah. and then the monitor aside that if you want the monitor. It's so. insane. Yeah, and the monitors <laughs> five and six thousand dollars, depending on if you get the glossy or the matte one. Yep. And it doesn't even come with a stand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you get this for personal use, this is definitely a money to burn, stick it in the fireplace yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. So. Apple released its newest addition to its laptop lineup, the 16-inch MacBook Pro. It replaces the 15-inch MacBook Pro in the lineup. As the name implies, it has a bigger display. It has a new keyboard. The processor is the same, a ninth generation Intel Core processor. And a, a new GPU, new AMD's 50 
700M or something like that, 5600M. I can't remember that. The laptop is bigger than the 15-inch mm. overall. Okay. I so was you, wondering that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you can stack the old 15-inch on top of the 16-inch, and you'll notice that there's a size difference. Yeah, like millimeters. Yeah. Like, it's it's barely. Mostly the screen got bigger because they just took up some of those giant bezels and pushed it out to the edge a little more. So now it looks more like a modern laptop. Yeah. It's not like super thin bezels if you've looked at some of the Windows laptops with like these really tiny, tiny bezels. It's not like that, but it looks like a 2019 laptop now. If someone hands it to you, yeah, and you you know you look at it for two seconds, you're you're not gonna ha- you're gonna gonna have an easy time telling it from the older models. You know, I think that's what a lot of us were hoping for was uh, you know a really quick glance. You know, it was like some kind of new design or something, but it's not that. But it right. has a physical escape key, so that's cool. I know that's gonna make a lot of developers happy. Yeah, what's funny to me is that the feature that's taking the spotlight of this particular laptop is the keyboard. That's it. So Apple's calling it the Magic Keyboard. It's based on the iMac Magic Keyboard. Uh, so it, And it uses a scissor mechanism that got rid of the butterfly mechanism that they've been using. It, it makes a huge difference. It mm-hmm. feels a lot different. It sounds a lot different. So much quieter. Yeah. It's a lot yeah, quieter. Yeah, it sounds a ton quieter. Yeah. The uh, iFixit guys tore it apart and found that it's they didn't just go back to the old keyboard mm-hmm. which was an, also a scissor, scissor switch mechanism and they never called it the magic keyboard but it is basically again the same mechanism as the magic keyboards for the iMac mm-hmm. and stuff uh it's not quite that but it's very close mm-hmm. yeah like like they took the old thing and they they just made the plastic like a little bit thinner and the travel a little bit less. Mm-hmm. The keycaps even still fit, like the old keycaps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did some other improvements besides just the mechanism. It's, there's more space between the keys now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the old keyboard had, the, the keys were too big and too close together, mm-hmm. and that was tripping up some people, so now there's more gap between the keys. And, you know, it's it's a lot more of what people wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I Roman, you spent more time with it than anyone else here so would you say the old and and you still use an old macbook with the old keyboard is the old keyboard better than this new magic keyboard oh that's a good question to me they feel about the same Mm. they feel about the same it's but i'm not super sensitive i'm not that sensitive to notice that much of a difference and it's it's subtle enough to me that i would be happy using the new magic keyboard I uh, used it for but, a day, and I agree with that. It feels about the same. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. The, but yeah, the butterfly keyboard was just that. That I ended up, I would get sore fingers after uh, a few hours of using it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the I, so I went to a briefing last week about this key about this uh, about this keyboard. That's how much it, uh, <laughs> it <laughs> occupies my mind about this laptop. Apple emphasized to us during the briefing that. The changes they made were based upon user demand. So they did a lot more re- user research to create this particular laptop. And yeah, the number one was you got to change the keyboard, which kind of contradicts what they always say is that they always hear that people like the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's totally marketing. Yeah. Yep. It's the, it yeah. was the number one complaint. That, yeah. that and the escape key among their pro users were the number one complaint. And yet... 
Yeah. Uh, everybody loves the old key, the butterfly. <laughs> so it goes keyboard. both ways. So, yeah, it doesn't really. The, the thing that ticked me off is when they were all saying like that, they, with the MacBook Air. It was like you know I, I've said this before, where it's like oh it's the the MacBook everyone loves, and it's like you you changed everything everybody loved about it. Arr. Yes, <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> that is the the sort of pattern of Apple marketing is that yeah. everything is always better. Nothing is ever. Well, we heard you didn't like this, so we f- fixed it. Like fixed it, or uh, you know, you didn't like this, and we did something that implies that we made some sort of mistake. So we had this great thing that everybody loved, and now we yeah. have a greater thing that everybody is going to love more. Yeah. And that's that's the way Apple pitches everything they do. I know internally that mm-hmm. they they right. can't be that blind to what's going on and what amazes me is they they have to have people in house like copywriters and marketers and everything that spend a lot of time typing on these things and it was like why you know they're they're it's they're not alien from apple itself they had to have complained about it um you know suggested improvements and stuff but that that's one that they really gets me and i i do like you know and App, this seems to be a new approach with Apple. You know, I liked it when they talked about the MacBook, you know, the Mac Pro. Excuse me. You know, that was a big part of their presentation where they said they brought in actual users and were, you know, I mean, it seems like that would be an obvious thing to do. But people who use this type of thing, and uh, so it, it's, and I'm glad to see the return of the keyboard because you know I've said this before. As a journalist, used to be you go to a media event and you know that was the most common thing to see is that sea of glowing Apple logos because everybody had their MacBook and it's. You know, not like that anymore, yeah. and I think it's mainly because of that keyboard. And, you know, I have defended the keyboard, um, yeah. especially on the 12 inch. That's the one thing I, I liked it on the 12 inch, but the rest of them, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they that's such an important part of what we do, and I don't think we're a small part of the you know user base either. It's funny you talk about the press briefings and stuff and press events because when I go to one. That the sound of that keyboard stands out so much. <laughs> it, it's 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 pretty incredible. Yeah. You can tell who's got a, a, a MacBook because yeah. they're making. And so I feel much bad noise. for Roman because I yeah, I know and I can't adjust. I'm 40 years old, but I am a heavy typist, <laughs> and so you 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 go along with that with those butterfly keyboards, and so it's really loud. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I've. I've I've learned over the years how to tune stuff out, and sometimes people say stuff, and I'm like, "What did you just say?" So the other big, the other sort of noticeable change besides the keyboard and the display mm-hmm. is uh, the sound. sound, right? They 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 gave, they gave it, it, yeah. It's, so they have a six speaker array. They have a special woofer that they've included, and you know the MacBook. Pro always sounded pretty good to begin with. I was thinking that. Yeah, I heard the speakers. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it sounds sound for really good now. It's so people often use this laptop on the go and stuff like that. But a lot of Mac people like to when they get back to their office or whatever, they connect their laptop to a, an external display and maybe even a set of external mm-hmm. speakers. So I, I think a lot of people. Th- may not use the external speakers anymore because this laptop sounds that good. Okay. And they have a much better mic, right? Or mic array or something like that, right? It's a three mic array. Now, the previous laptop also had a three mic array, but they've made some improvements to the array Mm. so that, uh, like, background hiss isn't as noticeable and whoever's speaking sounds a lot 
sounds a little more clear than before. I don't know if people who produce audio will rely on it, but if it's something that you had to use in a, in a pinch, you wouldn't feel as hesitant to use it as you might have before. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's gotcha. you know, it sounds good, but like I said, compared to like a true microphone setup, I, I don't know if it'll, it'll replace it. Yeah. And the webcam. Yeah, that's the, the funny thing is that, you know, you got this great microphone array, but it's still a 720p <laughs> FaceTime camera. Yeah. And not even a great 720p. It doesn't have really, it doesn't have good dynamic range and stuff like that. Like you always get tripped up by yeah. a light in the background or something like, like it, that just destroys the video quality. And, and they improved it on Max when they started doing the T2 chip because that's doing the the video processing. So the camera hardware didn't improve, but the video processing improved and it's still terrible. Like it's, it it gets its butt kicked by like every decent Windows laptop on the market. I have no idea why they're not upgrading this, except that maybe they're waiting to put the whole true depth sensor in there. With a hold up is the, on the that only either, thing I could think of is that so there are some that. changes that would have been nice. We would have liked to have seen maybe more drastic changes, and the only thing I can think of is that Apple saving those type of changes for an ARM-based laptop, so mm-hmm. that you know here's so it's not just ARM, but there are all these other features mm-hmm. that'll be introduced, and maybe Face yeah. uh, Face ID is one of those kind of things, and you know having a a, a better camera for that. And I guess we could look at the keyboard even as a test to see yeah. if people really like it as much as they say they do and stuff. So when they incorporate that into that laptop, there will be that. So that's one way to look at it. Yeah, the assumption is this keyboard will make its way to all the other MacBooks. Uh, There's as, already a very obvious updated. rumor that so, from Digitimes that the there'll be a 13-inch yeah. version. That's what I would want. Yeah, so. yeah whenever, whenever they update Whatever the hardware on the next MacBooks, the MacBook Air, yeah. whenever that gets an update, you know. So it's going to take a year or two for it to filter through all the other MacBook models. But when they when they get that update, they should get this keyboard. <laughs> I Fingers hope crossed, so. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting on that ARM MacBook because they've been just making these little iterative changes. I mean, better speakers are nice, but that's not what the MacBook needs to be relevant right. again right, right. It's, they, they need to do something more dramatic than that and i'm really waiting on that more dramatic thing so i'm 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 down for the i'm willing to put up with what i'm sure are going to be all kinds of sort of software inconsistencies and problems and compatibility headaches for a year or two to get all the other great things that could come along with a mac laptop that has its own yeah. apple produced processor in there so I'm yeah. down. I'm okay. I'm ready for the. Uh, yeah. So also, this laptop is a little thicker than previous laptops. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Apple did was they made the battery bigger, uh, because one of the demands that people that users wanted was longer battery life. Uh, so they did that by putting in a little more battery. It's also a 100 watt hour battery, which is I think the uh, maximum allowed by the FAA. Yeah, the TSA's yeah. limit is 100 uh, watt hours. That results in a uh, battery life that, according to Apple, is about an hour longer than the 15-inch model. Uh, a c- couple of comments from 
some Mac World readers. Jamie Cole on Facebook says that Johnny I's relentless drive for thinness and simplicity are over, thank goodness. At Kate Words on Twitter said, with Ives gone, I suspect we're going to once again see Apple making products that look both look and function great rather than functionality being constrained within, within ridiculously unrealistic design priorities. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting hmm. thing because Apple went ahead and make, made this laptop a little bigger and they've been just a little. And, yeah, but they, just a little. In the past, they've been emphasizing thin, thinner and smaller with their devices. The iPhones yeah. too. All the iPhone 11s are, well, not slight, not thicker than the XR was, but the the 10R. But they're yeah. they're thicker than the 10S was, and and, and in part that's mm-hmm. to stuff. Yeah, in it's a always battery. been never really been clear to me that people people want smaller and thinner. But to I always understood it as to a point. To a point. Yeah, yeah. And they don't want to yeah. sacrifice certain features like maybe screen size, like battery. And I think Apple went too far right. with, with that. Yeah, I've heard exactly zero people ever complain yeah. that the yeah. iPhone 11 is thicker. But I've heard lots of people oh, love yeah. that the battery right. life is way better. So, I mean, and, and it's an obvious thing they could have done. This is not new technology they had to invent. This was just a decision yeah. that they could have and made see, years ago. If it, if it so really was mainly Ives decision, you know, to me, this is just lately, we don't know how things would have turned out, but you know, I've always believed that I've worked best with, uh, with, uh, jobs in order to counteract him, you know, that, that they worked better together, like, you know, and so, you know, with that part of the equation removed, I don't know, but like, like people point out jobs had a couple of bad decisions himself but uh yeah but even so oh, sure. I mean, there was some good stuff from that period i can only hope that apple never again makes a mouse with the charge port <laughs> on the bottom type of thing you know like that that's the kind of thing that like somebody if nobody feels confident enough to stand up to the executives yeah. and say this is a problem like this is an obvious thing like that then i, I just hope the culture in apple is that people feel comfortable enough saying like yeah. this is bad design <laughs> and then and and that they get listened to and go like well yeah i guess you can't charge it and use it that's that's sort of problematic <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah. as as I, much of a genius as johnny i was i mean there probably was this issue that came up where he was so exalted in the halls of apple that it was hard to say anything that would counter his ideas. And Jobs definitely had the guts to do that. Jobs, yeah. had, Jobs had the guts to do it, but did anyone <laughs> well, else sure. did? Yeah. That's been the criticism of Cook is that he's not a product guy. Yeah. Cook is an operations guy. And, and I don't know how, if that's necessarily yeah. valid. <laughs> that's where he came up through, through the company. I don't know right. if he has bad yeah. taste in products or anything like this. We don't even know how this, for all we know, Johnny Ive was sitting there. Exactly. Going, like, we can't put the charge port on the bottom of the mouse. And some executive was telling him, no, the sides need to be clean of ports and yeah. stuff. You know? I've wondered. That we don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, we suspect. Uh, James Wages said on Facebook that Apple is obviously listening to its users, but Apple pride is a lofty, is as lofty as the sky, such that they cannot see real-world consumer needs through all the clouds. Apple should hire someone to be their kick-in-the-pants man to help them maintain the proper balance of great industrial design and functional practicality. 
All it takes is a little more than they are willing to give now. And that's that jobs mentality I was saying, where somebody yeah. needs to say, this is stupid, like mm-hmm. he used to do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for the record, I always say that the the new mouse, you need to charge things like once a month. It's not that, and I use mine constantly. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it doesn't bother me as much mm-hmm. as it does some people. But I agree, it is technically bad design. But yeah, look for the review coming up soon on Macworld.com. Now it's time for the two-minute tip, where a Macworld staffer will present a quick tip for your Apple device. This week's tip is for HomePod owners. Uh, What do you got for us, Life? Hey, with HomePod now, you can actually finally set a sleep timer. You know, this is one of those features that you think would have been obvious to include in this thing at the beginning, but is just now making it to it, so almost two years later. But as long as you got, uh, I would say, iOS 13.3 or something like that, because the, uh, yeah, remember there was this big bug with HomePod, and it was actually breaking some with 13.2. Yeah, I would would (laughs) make sure that you have the most uh, recent one uh, uploaded. But if you do that, you can now, um, tell Siri to set a sleep timer and so you say things like Siri set up a timer for 30 minutes uh, set up a sleep timer for 30 minutes and uh, you can do this for anywhere from 20 uh, from a couple of seconds like 4 seconds until 23 hours and 59 minutes and uh, so any kind of sleep timer you need typically when I do it I do it for an hour and she'll say okay I'll stop playing in 30 minutes or an hour and uh, and so the music would just kind of fade out and stuff like that if you don't give Siri a specific duration she'll ask for one so that conversation will go say Siri make a sleep timer and she'll say for how long and I you know say an hour and then she'll say I'll stop playing in an hour and so it's really simple if you want to just cancel that you just say Siri cancel that sleep timer and she'll respond your sleep timer is canceled so it's really easy and uh, you know I, I like that it has this feature. I, this is one of the main things I use with my Alexa device, and so it's happy to. I'm finally uh, happy to see it on the sleep timer because I do actually go to bed with a sleep timer, and this is a good way if it wasn't clear, you know, to make a playlist or a podcast or something that you're playing to just cut off within 30 minutes or an hour or something. So if you've liked to fall asleep to like nature sounds like I do, uh, that works fine. And you know, if you like that too, you can also play ambient sounds. Um, we have a how-to for that on your HomePod. And that's all there is to it. Just ask Siri to set up a sleep timer, and she'll make one for you. It's pretty cool. Uh, you can get the details on the on this how-to on our website. Thanks, Life. Thank you. Well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 676. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Life Johnson. Thank you. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us on the next episode as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. Thanks for joining us.